Hello, and welcome to Doing Video Games With, a video games podcast unlike any you've heard before. It's created by us, students in David Morgan's first year writing class at Emory University. Read, write, play. Over the course of the semester, we will explore the expressive nature of video games and their place in the media landscape. Each week, a pair of students will play a game and then discuss it using terms and ideas from Ian Bogost's Doing Things with Video Games. So come explore video games with us. I'm David. I'm Ian. We are students in David Morgan's Read, Write, Play course, in which we analyze video games as works of literature and produce a podcast about the same subject. Today, we're going to talk about a game called Dark Souls. Ian, what are a few words you would use to describe Dark Souls? Arduous. Lost. Dicey. Unforgiving. Hellish. Opaque. Mystifying. Subversive. As we were looking through Bogus' book, which we've been using as a guide in this class, for a literary term that we wanted to link to Dark Souls, we had a few contenders, drill and reverence, but ultimately decided to propose a 21st term that may seem a little odd to you right now, community building. We came to this term in fits and spurts. First, we thought we would talk about accessibility or the lack thereof, but decided what made that interesting was how the inaccessibility of Dark Souls, because of its mechanics, lore, etc., fostered a community. But first, a quick description of the game itself. Dark Souls, developed by From Software, open-world action role-playing, hack-and-slash game. Basically, you're a guy or girl with a weapon, traversing a world that does not want to be traversed, and trying not to die. Keyword, try. And that kind of is the whole game itself, trying, because in the beginning of the game, you're kind of dropped in this area where you have no idea what's going on and really no guidance as to what your next move should be. There's almost nothing that tells you what to do, only the occasional drop on the floor that gives you a slight text message, a few words long, that directs you with the basic controls of the game, and you're given no other alternatives. Yeah, and I remember this, like, the first time I played it, like, I couldn't get into it the second time either. It wasn't until the third time that my friend, like, actually, like, sat down and played the game with me and kind of, like, gave me some guidance. I could get into it. Like, it's that stark of a departure from how you normally start a game. There's no guidance, there's no tutorial, there's no grand voice in the sky telling you, you go here, you're just kind of left to figure things out on your own. The controls are left to the player semi-clear as they are dropped into the middle of a boss fight in the very beginning of the game. Yeah, what the, pretty much the first thing you do is you don't like go and like gather your equipment or like get a little lesson. You are in the middle of a fight, like an actual fight, and most people will die almost immediately after starting the game. And they will see that message up on the screen, you died, which you're going to see probably a thousand times before you ever beat Dark Souls. After dying, perhaps 20, 30 times to the first boss, you can make your way out to the opening area, where you will get what little plot guidance you can in the game itself. That will tell you a very, very rough idea of what you need to do, and you're given no direction from there. The only way you can figure out where to go is to follow messages left by other players, giving you very vague descriptions of what you should do. And that's kind of the first big example of community building. You can actually leave messages in sort of like an asynchronous online way for other players. A lot of these messages are troll messages that try to get you to do dumb stuff or kill yourself, but 
an equal amount of them are actually trying to help you out. And this is the first way the Dark Souls community come together and help one another. You will frequently find yourself as you're traversing the unforgiving wasteland of Dark Souls, invaded by another player who seeks nothing other than to kill you for almost no reward. But of course, that's also in a perverse way building community because you want to get really good so you can beat these people that invade you. And there's even specific players who will go after members of the Dark Souls community that are noted for going off and killing new players and be sort of like the own police guard of the Dark Souls universe. Players group around helping each other with boss fights, killing other players, or protecting other players. And this has led to an extremely tightly knit community that has its own internal rivalries, but is otherwise extremely strong. And one of the main things that this community does, because this game is so confusing, because like especially with like the lore and the narrative, like it's so hard to actually figure out what's going on until you play it multiple times to work with people, is really the internet has become a huge force in the Drunk Souls community. There's wikis, there's forums, there's different kinds of discussions, and most people will say that you either need a friend or a guide to actually play Dark Souls and get a lot out of it. Yes, like you should, you know, try to go in it without too much information the first time, but eventually you should reach a point where it's much more helpful to actually to go to the community. And it's a game that's kind of played by a group of people, even if you're the only one actually holding the controller. I absolutely agree. In fact, there's many mechanics in the game that are never explicitly told to the player. The only way to figure out these things, such as invulnerability frames, which you need to keep alive in the later game, the game never informs you about. So the only way that you can really succeed as a player is to use the internet and the resources that other players have provided. And what all this kind of come down to in the terms of the Dark Souls community is there's kind of like negative things that bring you together. In fact, like you've all gone through this terrible experience. You've all been dropped in the middle of nowhere with mechanics you don't understand. You've been invaded by evil players who just come to kill you and you have died a lot. On the other hand, there's positive reinforcement because you feel like there's all these other people out there who are in the same situation as you, or they've been playing for a few years, they've reached out to you, they've helped you, you want to be a part of this community, you want to add to the wiki, you like just feel this like powerful source of all these people working together. And those are kind of like the two major things, and what they lead to is a lot of community building. There's rarely been more solidarity in a video game than when you have died to a boss 20 times and you summon a player who is much better than you and who helps you defeat that boss that you could never beat by yourself. The very harshness of Dark Souls, like that it's so ridiculously hard because this game is extremely hard, is what makes it so valuable that you've gone through this experience with these people and so valuable when you get those help from those players, like Ian was saying. And one of the main ways you can really see the strength of this community is that anyone who has played Dark Souls, how do you know? Because they will tell you. You don't even have to ask. And they will get you to play this game. These people love this game. They're such a part of this community. They cannot stop proselytizing about how great the experience is. And that's not something that you usually associate with something that's seen as unforgiving, hellish, arduous, some of the words we used earlier. But because people have gone through that experience together, all they want to do is share it with other people. So I want to talk for a minute about the lore of the Dark Souls universe. Now, as I said earlier, there's almost no guidance from NPCs. There's about something like seven friendly NPCs in the entire game, each with a few lines of dialogue. The lore in this game can only be extracted from the environment and very short item descriptions. This has led to many players constructing their own theories as to the lore of the universe, which in itself is very complicated and flushed out, but is never given to the player. There's also, of course, another faction of the Dark Souls community, myself included, that feels like they never really wrote a story and just left a bunch of random things for the players to put together, thinking there's a story. And this faction is wrong. 
Because of the nature of Dark Souls lore, this has brought players together in theories and beliefs about the Dark Souls universe. So all these things combined together, lore, mechanics, invasion, this lack of guidance, all this means that this game is ultimately a game about community building. I'm David. I'm Ian. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Video Games With, a read-write-play production. You can find more podcasts and other work by students in this class by visiting the course website at bit.ly slash readwriteplay. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-E-A-D-W-R-I-T-E-P-L-A-Y. All lowercase, all one word. Special thanks to Charlie Bennett, who helped us to develop the structure for this podcast and who loaned his vocal talents to the introductory segment.